Good morning and what a great day it is. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to each and every one of you wherever you are in the world with family and friends. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I so I, I awaken today with being grateful, being grateful to Jesus for being born, for taking the form of a baby coming in a defenseless state and position. He could have come as a a child, a teen, but he came innocent and he came as a baby to be cared for, to be as to be cherished. He wanted the full human experience so that whatever age we have a need that we could know in those first 30 years As each of us know, our lives can be set on a path that leads to success or that can lead to challenges. And today what I want to encourage you on is to set this moment and remember who you're supposed to be like, a light unto the world. When Christ came, he brought change. He brought light into a dark place so that we could then be a light in dark places. But the change that I want to talk to you about today is fearless. When we think of Christ's birth, we also have to see the the courage of his parents to be led by God, to not be led by convenience and comfort, but to be led by hearing the word of God, no matter how it may appear to other people. You see, when we hear God, we don't wait for other other people to give us approval. Many of you, the Lord is calling you in a certain direction for your career or education, even in your health. But are you afraid or living in fear to choose it? You fearing failure? Well, every person who has achieved greatness has failed. So failure is part of the journey. And you may be saying, oh, well, I don't want to fail in my finances or I don't want to fail because of what other people may think or say. Don't let other people's emotions, thoughts or acceptance be what hinders you from God's best. Because what I can tell you that when you're on a journey with the Lord, for the Lord, that's really for yourself. That even in those times where you don't feel 100% or you feel you may have missed the mark, God always has a lamb in the bush. I can't tell you how many times the Lord has come through when I was unsure. Unsure of how to write a book, 
how unsure about if I should take a certain position or job. But we have to receive the light of the Lord. We have to take our place. We have to not let the words of the past in our heads hinder us from moving forward. So fear, how do you get rid of the fear and anxiety of failure? I'm going to give you a couple of tips of things that I found was helpful. One is to write out your fears and provide solutions. There's nothing like worrying about something. Worry leads to what? Absolute um, physical distress, emotional distress. So how do we counter it? So how do we make things, you know, we go from being worried to having wisdom. So let's go from worry to wisdom. In writing out solutions and not, not qualifying them, not um, saying that, okay, you got to think of the number one thing. For right now, for the exercise, write down your worries on one side, and maybe each worry has its own page. So if you got 10 worries, you got 10 pages. And then on the other side of the page, where you've listed the worry, list all the things that you can do solution-wise to counter the worry. Don't qualify them. Just write them out. Just let them flow out of your mind onto the paper. Don't try to qualify them. Don't even try to have it make sense. Just write it out. Just let it out. For every worry, just list it out. And what I want you to do is then take those pages And I want you to pray. And I want you to put these pages before God. And I want you to say, Lord, I have listed out every worry and care with solutions. And Lord, I'm asking for your help to pick the right solution, to activate the right opportunity. But that, and let the Lord know I am here to meet the challenge. You see, we run away from things that are challenging or things where we have doubts. You know, I would have done training in ministry so many years earlier if I had let myself feel qualified. I was waiting for the Lord to anoint someone else that would come and tell me that they had heard from the Lord or I needed the the sky to part. And the word says it all. That when we are to be a light to the world, we have to study, we have to walk in that light, we have to fall in that light. But what people will see is a transparent life. What people will see is not someone trying to fake it or front or confuse others with how they talk, their talk is different than their walk. Oh, is that not a sad state? I'm sure you have met, as I have met, people who claim to love the Lord and be living the life of the Lord, 
but they're spewing hate in social media or to each other in church, whether it's gossiping or or mimicking or making fun of. We have to control our behavior. You know, ask the Lord to put a seal on our lips to speak encouraging words to one another. But fear is a learned behavior that started way before adulthood. And so I want you in your prayer to meditate on when the fear began. When the fear began. Because you are entitled, you are worthy, you are beautiful, and you are worth the the chance and the risk of putting your whole self, your 100%. I have never put 100% behind anything in my life that did not reap a reward. Even when you fail, you reap a reward. You learn something about you. And you learn to not make that mistake again. But you start to begin to gain a confidence, a fluidity of knowing how to flow in good times and knowing how to flow in bad times. And yes, is it hard when you have young children? But when you explain, and these are your solutions, your children need a real parent. They don't need a parent that's not happy in what they're doing. They need a parent that is always working toward making a better tomorrow while improving yourself. So you could be working a single mom and you're like, well, how do I begin to step away from fear one step at a time? You know, it doesn't mean that you walk away from what you're doing, but it does mean you start planning. Maybe it's taking a class. Maybe it's going to counseling to get rid of the shame or fears that you've developed. Maybe it's joining a small group. But it is that we have to begin. Because you see our light may be shining, but we may be in a flickering state. We may be in a battle where the enemy is trying to steal and blow out your light. So you've got to be a little bolder when your light is flickering. You've got to be a little bit more dramatic in making a decision. Your light might just be low and and been even keeled for a long time. And maybe you need a jolt to do something new, to be motivated in a new way so that your light can become a beam instead of a dim glow. And maybe your light is shining bright. But you have to be continue to be plugged in for it to stay there. Because life 
and living is a challenge. And things every day come our way to steal our joy, our light, and our peace. And we have to be grounded in a foundation in the Word and grounded in God and Jesus' purpose for our life. And we can't stay grounded in that if we don't stay connected through prayer, through reading of the Word, through being around people who encourage us. So this Christmas Day, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to improve your health, whether you want to stop smoking, stop drinking, stop drugging, stop sexing, stop dealing with pornography, or maybe just feeling alone, being alone and and depressed. Whatever your situation is, decide to make one, take one step, because I promise you, The first step may seem hard, but the second step will get easier, and the third step. And as you take steps, you will just start walking and flowing in your gifts, and your light will shine bright. So this is Christmas Day, and yes, New Year's will be here in a week. So you have time to think about What might I do different in 2020? And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this in December or in May of 2020. We have to choose a time and a place where we say, no longer am I going to live with my fears, my worries, my shame, my emotions but that I'm going to choose to walk over them and to embrace the light of the Lord, to know that a child was born, for me to have the freedom for such a time as this, to be a blessing and to represent Him in all His glory. You know, the heavenly host Announce the birth of Jesus to the shepherds in the field. And today he calls and draws you because you were born and heaven rejoiced at your birth because gifts are instilled in you that need to be released. Please choose the life that Christ is asking you to lead. When you pray, you hear him, you feel him, you see him. So why not choose to live with him 100% of your time? I pray every blessing over your family this holiday season, I pray that 2020 brings a bold and fearless woman who knows that Emmanuel, 
which means God is with us, is always available, and is always loving, and is always choosing you to be successful. Isn't it time you choose to be successful? Amen. Have a blessed week. Hi, this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman, and I just want to give you a side note um, before I get started today that if you want more in-depth on this teaching and other teachings that are related to how to start over, how to brace yourself for success, how to attain the power and destiny that God has called you to, I would definitely recommend that you go on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles and you order the book Christian Warrior Woman, Taking Back Your Faith, Family and Future. It will be a definite kickstart of your life and living on purpose for 2020. Amen. Well, let's get started today. I want to talk about an area that I find, especially as believers or even non-believers, that we all have in common. We see the a new year as a new beginning. I think we can all agree it's a time of new beginning. And we come up with our own plans. <laughs> we come up with a plan to lose weight. And some of us will fast that first month and we'll lose weight and look great. And then by April, everything is back where it was prior. But we start out with these nice, grandiose ideas and plans. And maybe we might get halfway there, but more than often, we wind up disappointed. And we wind up believing that we can't even achieve some of the things that we desire. And I want to talk today about how to guarantee your success. I know you're saying, what do you mean guarantee? Guarantee your success. You see, we focus on success based on what other people are doing or maybe what we see on social media. Maybe we see someone who was 40 pounds overweight and now they're slim and trim. So we jump over there. Or maybe we see that someone is selling a product and they're making money. So we jump over there and we wind up being schizophrenic in our ideas and in our behaviors. And I wanna talk to you about the, your, the, your greatest enemy and the greatest challenge to your success. One is what is the fear about you pursuing your success? Fear of failure, making excuses, giving excuses why you can't be like someone else, 
And in today's podcast, I want to share with you that success has nothing to do with anyone else but you and God. And you might say, well, Lisa, yeah, I figured that might be where you were going to go. But I want to talk and give you some some secrets that you heard, but they may have just gone in one ear and out the other, and you've totally missed your ability to achieve and be successful. Number one, as I mentioned, you might want to write this down on the side. Your greatest enemy that you fear and worry about is failure and your excuses. So you may want to write out some of these excuses on why you think you can't be successful. Success has nothing to do with money. Are we surprised? It's not what job you have. It's not your kids. It's not your marriage. Have you ever thought about what success really looks like? Well, what I want to talk about when we talk about success, it's reaching the potential of everything that God created you to do. For example, I think we all can agree that God created the heavens and the earth. And do you find it interesting that every tree has a seed, every fruit has a, has a seed, and when they're planted, apple trees don't bring forth pears, do they? They bring forth apple trees. When we're looking for grapes on a vine, we don't find tomatoes, do we? So everything that God created has a purpose. And when he created man or created the fruits or the trees, everything needed was already in that seed. When Many times I hear people, and I've said in my past as well, well, if the Lord you know, wills it, or if the Lord will let me um, be successful with this, that, or the other. That's really a lie. Because God already provided you with everything you need already within you. You don't have to seek God for something new. You have to seek God for the gifts within you. You might need to rewind that. You don't need to be seeking God for gifts outside of you because everything you need is within you. And then what did God do to top it off? He sent his son to die on the cross to give you power and authority that when you run into obstacles, when you run into boulders, that you will have the power and the tenacity to overcome, to win, and to live, to fulfill that purpose. So let, let's look at this. Let's look at this on, on, so again, success is finding why you were created. Let's use another example. If I'm a manufacturer, if I'm, we'll use Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has a formula 
right? That no matter if you open a can in the United States or you open a can in China, the Coca-Cola soda is going to taste and be Coca-Cola. Why? Because the manufacturer has ingredients. And if they wanted a different flavor like Fanta Orange or Sprite or whatever, then they would change the formula so that when it is consumed, it'll have a different taste. Or when you are in certain environments, your skills will be activated to do different things. So I think you'll see in the book I talk about when God created each of us, he instilled in each of us all of our talents, all of our skills. He doesn't have to come back to give you anything extra. The only extra that needs to happen is our faith and our belief in who God is and who he always will be to us in a relationship and in our life. And when we recognize that, the potential for our success is really in what he has instilled in us. And so you may think, well, do I not have any choice or do I not? Well, the thing is, when you get on that path of what the Lord is providing, he already knows you. He already created you. He already knows what will truly make you happy. So when you're on that purpose and that plan before the Lord, then you will be provided for. Money is not something that you will escape you. Success brings a mindset. It's not about will I be a millionaire? It's about will I feel joy? Will I feel happiness? Will I feel contentment? Would I, will I feel fulfilled? So let's talk about a scripture or two that will help in that. In today's world, we spend so much time Believing success is based on how many likes we get in social media. You know how many people are lonely and they have a bunch of likes on social media? I've met people with no friends who I thought, well, gosh, you have thousands upon thousands of followers on social media. And it was time to go to dinner and they didn't have one person that they could go to dinner with. Well, that's pretty sad because who they are online is not who they are in real life. So let's look at a scripture and I want to look at Proverbs 19.21. We're talking about plans and we're talking about success and we're talking about 2020 and what you thinking, I want to get your mind and your heart thinking about what can you do different this 2020 and not start out like everybody else and get through halfway through January and you're just back to your old ways and habits. We all are wishing each other a happy new year, but it will only be happy if you're willing to change. If you're bringing your same old ways and hurts and wounds and issues that you had this year and the failures you had in this year, which are now considered your past, into your future in 2020, you will not have a happy new year. So we're just wasting our breath, wishing everybody a happy new year. You're basically, if you're going to bring 2019 or 2018, if you've been carrying around all your years 
of hurt from divorce or children or sickness or losing a loved one, if you're going to bring all that hurt into 2020, you're not going to have the vision to see God's plan for your life, nor fulfill it in living it out. So let's look at Proverbs 19.21. It says in the NIV, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So in this moment, when you go to prayer, when you're doing whatever you're doing in January to get yourself set for the year, I want you to truly question many other plans. You've got many plans that you need this, you need to do that. But I want you to really think about the Lord's purpose and plans he has put in your life. That you may look at them as difficult or I could never accomplish that. Those are probably, that's probably the plan for you. Because remember, your plans and your purpose are not built for just you to accomplish, but for God to release through you. You see, we were born, which I want to get to another scripture that talks about um, we were born to do what? We were born to be successful because the Lord says, the plans I have for you, the plans are good. They're to bring us joy. They're to bring us happiness. Does that mean we won't have seasons and difficulties in life? No. But God's plans are to bring good. And I want you to focus on the good. And yes, are there seasons where we're going to possibly lose a loved one? Where our heart might be broken? Where sickness may be affecting us? But what I know which is the secret that God already knew you would experience these things. And these things would add to you being successful in your purpose and in your plan. Let's look at some scriptures that will help support you even seeing this clearer. Let's go to Jeremiah one five and I'm going to be there right with you Jeremiah 1 5 NIV version before I formed you in the womb I knew you before you were born I set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nations I want to talk about just the the first part. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Well, this is your creator saying he knew you. He knew what he instilled in you. He set you apart, meaning you don't have to look to another woman, another man, your boss, or anyone to help set you in what you were called to do. The only person that can do that is God. You've got to go back to the manufacturer who built you and instilled in you and who knows you. Every weakness, every insecurity, every heartbreak, he knows and he knew this is where you would be 
when you hear this message. And you still haven't unlocked your truth and your success. Whether you're in the church or in the world, what do people say? I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to be successful. There are how many books out there about how to be successful? Seven steps and two steps and 20 steps. There's one step. Success abides within you and is released between your, you and your relationship with God. You see, it comes back to, under, I always say, reading your manual's guide. When you buy a product or you get a new product, it always comes with directions and instructions. Each of us have the Word of God that has directions and has instructions on how to live. And if we choose not to read the directions or instructions, we are going to fall on our face and we are going to walk in the wrong direction and we're going to listen to the wrong people instead of listening to the Word of God. I saw an article the other day and it talked about someone was preaching and ministering and telling people they could be healed if they drink the pastor's bath water. So he was getting in water and people were drinking this, believing that they would be healed and that um, that they were getting closer to God. Well, you see, if they were reading the word for themselves, they would know that this was untrue and foolishness. But they had not read their manufacturer's manual. They had not read the word of God that says, anyone who chooses to call the name of the Lord shall be saved, that our healing is, is involved with our faith. And we would be led by the Spirit to know that we are being misled, hoodwinked, whatever you want to call it. Okay? So before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So the bottom line is, the first thing we have to do is get in alignment with who knows us best. Your boyfriend, your husband, your friends, your girlfriends don't know you better than God. Am I saying you can't talk to them? But I'm tired of hearing people say, even when they talk to folks at church, that people are gossiping about them or they can't talk to folks because they'll say, you messed up again. But when you go before God, it doesn't matter if you messed up five times, ten times, a hundred times. He already knew that you would be back asking his forgiveness, asking for his direction. Okay, let's go to Galatians 1.16. And as you'll see, I'm doing this with you. Galatians 1.16 says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. And what I love is the last two words, for him. You see, we are here. Many of us think we're here because our parents wanted us to be here. Or we're here to make our parents proud. But in actuality, 
we're here to, to let our light shine for our God, for our Savior. We are a light in the world and we are living to bring God glory. We were created and these experiences and our successes and our failures and, and how we live and how we get back up is through him and for him. And so everything, when it says, for in him all things were created. All things includes the bad times and the good times. You see, our faith is tested. And when we use faith in those rough times, it can lead us in a direction we never even thought of. I'll share a story with you. When I left corporate America and was unsure, what was I going to do? I knew I was to leave. I didn't leave with a job. I had huge responsibility. I had a huge house. I had multiple cars. I had three children, two about to go to college. And here I am, a single mom, leaving my job, knowing it's the thing to do. And yes, I had some money saved, but not that, not enough to pay for college and do all the things I needed to do and maintain my household. But you know, the Lord gave me an idea of a business and this was through prayer and I wound up owning two businesses and one of them I was able something I'd never thought about owning a hair salon and I had this skill during a time when people were paying $10,000 and $5,000 to get hair extensions done strand by strand Never had done it before in my life. And the Lord told me to do it. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. Well, guess what? I caught a flight, went to someone who was doing it, got trained. And my first day back home, someone paid me $2,000 to do their head. Then lo and behold, I was like, so like impressed somebody paid me two thousand dollars to do their hair and I did it in my bathroom because I hadn't even gotten home but a woman said when you learn I want to be the first person that you do then I saw on a day I made I was able to make five thousand dollars I was like oh wow who makes five thousand dollars in a day and literally I heard the spirit say you're impressed with that you haven't seen anything yet and I can sit here and say it's because of God. Another day came and I made $10,000. And I was like, surely this is like incredible $10,000 in a day. And they always came when I had a bill that was equivalent of what I made. And the Holy Spirit said, oh, don't be impressed. You can do better than that. And I'll never forget it was a year and a half later. It was New Year's Eve, right around this time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I didn't wind up going to the event at church because I had all these people who came from out of town for me to do their head from 7 o'clock to basically midnight. I was doing strand-by-strand strand extensions, and I believe I either did five or six heads. That day, I made $20,000. And my good friend, 
called me about, what time are you showing up at the party at church? And I said, girl, my party is over here. God has blessed me so to see something greater than I could ever expect. So when I say to you, you have talents, you have skills, things unknown to you that you may be capable of doing, I promise you, it's true. The same thing with the book. The Lord put in my heart to write a book. And in writing the book, at the time it was like, well, gosh, I need the funds to go to something else. And the Lord tells me to write a book. I had never written a book before. Who would know in a month that I would start getting bestseller notifications and Christian journals and Christian books and Christian living and Christian... Next thing I knew, I had six categories that it was a bestseller in. And I had to take pictures because I'm like, who who would believe such a thing? But it's God. And I'm telling you, there are skills that are untapped that you are totally walking in darkness on because you truly haven't tapped into God's plan and you've been focused on your plan. If your plan in the last couple of years when you've been doing this thing at New Year's hasn't resulted in fruit, then I challenge you to change this year. I challenge you as we go into a new decade. A new decade brings such hope and such excitement and a newness in who we are. We're not getting any younger, so we've got to get wiser. Let's look at um, Ecclesiastes 3.1. Ecclesiastes 3.1. So, I know many of you have struggles. I've had struggles. But we have to hold on to the word. And we have to repeat it until it's in our bones. And this is about, there's a time for everything. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. And I'm under the heavens, sorry. And you can read on. I'm not going to read it today. But if you read on there, you'll see there's a time to be born, time to plan, a time to mourn. You know, all of these things, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to be silent, ladies, and a time to speak. Time to love, a time to war. There is a time for everything. And you may have been in the season of mourning. But I want you to think of your life is what's in front of you, not what's behind you. I put on Facebook today um, something the Lord had put in my heart about healing. How to recognize when you're healed and able to move on. And I said, you are not healed until your past has no effect on your future. If there is one thing to pray for in this month of January, it's to release the pain of your past. It's to release every fear and every doubt that you have been holding on to so that you can break the stronghold off your future. 
I know that is a word for you right now. You are not healed until your past has no effect on your future. You're not healed until you get over that lost loved one, until you get over that husband that disappointed and may have divorced you. You are not over your past if you feel lonely and forgotten and abandoned. We must think about we were looking for our success and our happiness in other people. But your happiness and success is already planted and in you. And God wants you to bring that out. He wants it to be exposed. Why? To bring him glory, to bring you joy and peace and happiness. As I mentioned, only you and God know what success is for you. We can't measure ourselves against another woman. The finding purpose, what lies behind us. Failure this year, you might have been messed up and feel depressed, but that was 2019. Looking ahead can be frightening in the world we live in, especially if you're in the U.S., in this political mess and dangers with guns and kids and work. But we have to balance that. We have to draw our confidence in the power of, of how God created us and what he created us to do. Ask yourself in prayer and ask the Lord, what were you born to do? I will tell you 90% of you know, but fear has fear and excuses have stolen your time to accomplish it. And it's time you lay down those excuses and the lies. No one is a mistake. You have a purpose already in you. It's not something you have to seek, find, search, or ask someone to give you. The only person you have to ask is yourself and God. And talk it out with him on how and allow yourself to walk on water, to be bold, to go places you would never think of going, to speak and to do the things that if failure happens, guess what? You're on a road to success. I don't know any scientist. I don't know any successful person. Even if you go down to a comedian, there's no comedian that wouldn't tell you that they were booed or no one laughed at their jokes when they started. But they had to push through that. So I tell you, as someone who's taking some classes in, in chemistry and science right now, who I'm like, many a day, I'm like, what am I doing? And I press through and somehow the brain works. <laughs> I love challenging myself in different areas. I think for me, knowledge is power and understanding all that we're capable of. If God is within me, if God created and God put a seed in me, I think of it as, what can't I do? And I, and, and I don't understand when people hold themselves back and say, I can't do that. You don't know what you can do until you step in it.
Step in, fall. Get back up, fall down again. Get back up. Know that God rewards what we stay focused on. When he has called us to do something and we're doing it and we're hitting a wall, it kind of lets me know I'm just fighting the enemy. And I know with God, I am stronger than any enemy or any foe that gets in my way. And that pushes me to challenge myself. And I want to push you today because failure is not a plan. Failure is an obstacle and a small portion of the time. But when I get up and do it the second time, the third time, the fourth time, one of those times, I'm going to win. Maybe you've taken a class and thought, oh, I failed or didn't have a good grade in it. Take it again. What stops you from taking it again? No one is around watching and keeping track of what you were doing, but you and God. And I promise you, when you devote and are dedicated to doing what he's called you to do, you will be rewarded in the strangest and miraculous way. So what I wanted to share with you today, that before you start making up your dream life for 2020, coming up with new things off the top of your head or reading a magazine or finding an article on social media and saying, I should try that. Why don't you try what's inside you already? Because what's inside you already is guaranteed for success. When you're on your knees and you're asking God to activate the power and authority and gifting that he has put in your life, you will never look to someone else for your destiny and your purpose and your plans. So until tomorrow, God bless and we are closer to your destiny of success. Love you.